It's time to move on. Today's message is from John chapter 5 for those who have been in the same state for many years and seasons. God is going to restore every year wasted. He is for your all-round recovery. Pastor highlights five points from the incident at Bethesda pool where Jesus restores a man who was in the same state for 38 years. John chapter 5 John chapter 5 verses 1 and verses 6 After this there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem verse 6 6 to us When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case he said unto him will thou be made whole amen praise the lord just a word of exhortation and encouragement tonight we know the story by the pool of bethsaida there lay there many people who were impotent blind withered people who were troubled waiting for the moving of the water and a certain season there would be an angel that would come and trouble the waters and whosoever then first gets in would see the disease gone out of his life but there was this man who had an infirmity 38 years what a long time When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now in a long time in that case he said unto him will thou be made whole John chapter 5 we are looking at verses 5 6 and 7 he was on the same spot for 38 years don't stay in the same spot amen He was in the same situation for 38 years. Title it it's time to move on. I believe that certain people tonight by just the hearing of the word alone and your response to it you're going to come out of the spot you have been stuck in for many years and many seasons. Tonight is a night of being broken out of the situation that you are in to move forward into all that God has got for you. If you are that one lift your hand and say I receive it in the name of Jesus tonight. Amen. Amen. See look at that scripture there. It says there when the water was stirred by an angel at a certain season the first one to get in would get whole. The second one would just get wet. Tonight it is time to be made whole. Jesus saw this man was lying there for 38 years sick. Jesus should have come to him and said to him, "Do you want to be well?" But Jesus didn't say that. To a man who was having fever, I would have asked him, "Do you want your fever to go? Do you want your paralysis to go? Do you want to get up and walk?" That's what I would have asked that person. But the the the, the terminology, the word that Jesus used is Not do you want to be healed? 
But do you want to be made whole? That means all round recovery. It's just not about healing your situation. It is that every year that you're wasted, every relationship that you lost, every finances that you lost, every years that has been wasted by the poolside, everything about your life, I want to recover it for you. I want to release it forth for you. And I want to bring you into wholeness. Lift your hand and say, this is my season to walk into the healing. Not only the healing, but the wholeness of Jesus Christ. Every year that you wasted, God is saying to somebody, every year that has been wasted in your life, God is going to restore it supernaturally. It's time of recovery. It's time of restoration. In the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Restored in your health, in your finances, family. You're going to go way beyond just healing. You're getting out of your situation of being stuck for 30 years. You're going to go forward with your life and do projects. Somebody do projects. Build carriers. <laughs> Raise up generations. Declare my glory. Amen. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how many years has gone by. Look at the years ahead. Your latter days shall be glorious than the former days. Thus saith the Lord. Tonight receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Five points I want to tell you from this story. First is, life is turn by turn. Life is turn by turn. Never be envious of anyone who is in friend of you. You see people rising or people God is using or who's moved on in life. Don't be envious. Somebody is doing better than you. Don't be envious. Somebody doing better than you doesn't make you a failure. Don't be envious of anybody who is ahead of you. It just means that your turn has not come. It is their turn. <laughs> Don't be upset when somebody has got a, something good happens to somebody. Esther chapter 2 verse 15. The Bible uses the word. When it was Esther's turn to come before the king. I sense the Holy Spirit saying it is your turn to encounter your king to encounter your supernatural breakthrough and your favor moments it is your turn to make waves and to make history and to celebrate and to succeed and to have total recovery and wholeness don't be upset if somebody is doing well ahead of you glorious be the name of Jesus Christ it is your turn now lift your hand and say it is my turn now say it in the name of Jesus you are going to be the next history maker you are the one who is going to be trending for the glory of God blessed be the name of Jesus Christ when it is your turn it doesn't matter who is against you it doesn't matter the gang ups the witchcraft the animosity the envy, 
It doesn't matter. Amen. It doesn't matter who is against you. Who wants to see you fall? It doesn't matter. When it is your turn that is a sign that God has got his hand upon you. See when you look at scriptures in the Genesis the first chapter God's creation the God in the beginning in the first day he created or said let there be light and then so on and so on and second day he created third day he created fourth day he created fifth day he created so in the fifth day God created something advanced in creation you could say now the second day person can't say look at that are you with me it just means you are in just in your second day it says there look at that scripture fourth verse in john 5 when the angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the waters whosoever whosoever see an angel would come miracle happens and you have to be sensitive i've i've recognized one thing you have to be sensitive to the move of the holy spirit sensitive sensitive to the move of the spirit an angel comes and got to be waiting sensitive okay the angel is come sensitive this man 38 years is not sensitive 38 missed opportunities can you imagine that 38 missed opportunities 38 missed opportunities see if it was me lying there and i knew this angel is coming at a particular season i would be waiting for it i would be wanting to be sensitive to the move of the spirit I would have understood it is at this particular season the angel comes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I am going to get into that water and wait there till the angel comes because it is whosoever not whatsoever. Now how you do it? Are you with me? So this is the season. <laughs> this is the season. Hallelujah. It is your turn. This is your season to encounter your breakthrough for your wholeness. It doesn't matter how many years of missed opportunities you have gone through. This is your season. Be sensitive to the move of the Holy Spirit. Be sensitive to a prophetic voice. Be sensitive to the word of God. Glory be unto the name of Jesus. Be desperate to see blessing happening in your life, the wholeness manifesting in your life. So the second point is this. your greatness or your wholeness is your personal responsibility it is your personal responsibility i have to be sensitive i have to be sensitive have to be sensitive have to be sensitive to the holy spirit i have to be sensitive to what god is saying i have to be sensitive to 
what the Lord is doing on this planet earth. What is the Lord doing in my life? What's the Lord doing in the body of Christ? I have to be sensitive. I can't be in my own way and expect something to happen. I gotta be open. I gotta be sensitive. Lift your hands to Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I gotta be sensitive to you. I gotta fellowship with you. I gotta be sensitive to you. I gotta be sensitive to the movement of angels. I gotta be sensitive. I gotta be sensitive. I gotta know. I have to take responsibility. I have to sense. I have to get into the water. I have to get into the move. I have to get into the flow. I have to get under the anointing. I have to get under the ministry. I have to get under that holy hands of the angel. I have to get under the presence of God. I have to come under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Lord, hallelujah. I want to be sensitive, Lord. You know, we had a divine moment this week. You know, my first daughter was six year six years old. You know, God God anointed her with the Holy Spirit. She started speaking in tongues. You know, such a joyful moment at six years, filled and speaking in tongues. You know, I had baby tongues, but she was speaking. She was going on in language. <laughs> May your generations, may your children and grandchildren, may your, they be filled. Fill the Holy Ghost. Be sensitive. When the Spirit of God is moving in your home, in your family prayer time, in the breaking of bread, in the word. Be desperate. Because it is your personal responsibility. The reason you are not succeeding or not finding wholeness or blessing is not somebody else's problem. It is not because this person spoke bad, this person did this, that person victimized me, this person. No, no, it is your personal responsibility. I hear, you know, a man of God, a senior man of God, he said, in the, you know, whom God is using mightily up in our land. He. He said there was a season when he was so timid and God would stand behind him and push him. His pastors would push him. Pray. Seek the face of God. Oh, Lay hands. That's how my spiritual father was to. He would take my hand and lay it on somebody. Push me into ministry. Do this. Do this. Do this. Then he said after a certain season he realized the Lord was Standing with him, in him, he could sense the Lord. And God was doing great things. And he said, during this lockdown time, the Lord moved ahead of him and said, come. And he said he was scared. He said, when the Lord was behind and pushing him, that was okay. When the Lord was with him, that was also felt beautiful. But when the Lord went ahead of him and said to him, come, come. Now it's personal responsibility. I got to get out of the boat. I got to walk over the water. Will I drown? Will I sink? Tonight, take responsibility over your life. It is your season. It is your season for your breakthrough, for your miracle, for your wholeness. It is your season. Step out of that boat. 
step out look to jesus step out of the boat judges 12 verse 3 there is an amazing scripture they're speaking about jephtha the 12th chapter judges the 12th chapter verse 3 if you enjoying the word of the lord say amen judges 12 verse 3 and when i saw that he delivered me not i put my life in my hands see when i realized Jephthah is saying, when I realized nobody was going to help me, nobody was going to stand by me, nobody was going to come out for me, I took my, I took responsibility. I took, I put my life in my hands. Nobody is going to get my breakthrough for me. One thing I have realized is in this life, nobody really cares about your destiny nobody really cares about your destiny in this life some people who might love you and care for you might not not realize your destiny most people only care about what you can offer them In this world people are selfish. Selfish. Second Timothy says in these last days people shall be lovers of themselves and not lovers of God. They're just thinking about themselves. How do I survive? How do I cope with this? As a pastor I realize nobody really cares whether yeah. You got to take personal responsibility. and say with the help of god by god's grace the lord will see me through this i i take responsibility lord i want to blame anybody i don't want to be a victim i don't want to be in the same situation say i'm broke i'm lost i nobody to help me i i'm stuck i don't want to lie down like that for the rest of my life i got to get up i got to look to the lord i got to say lord move me out of this situation and i got to pray i got to fast if the need be i got to confess the promise i got a men relationship that i got to get through You got to think for yourself. See, people are selfish in this world. You you take a photo with your family tomorrow. Take a nice photo. They call it the selfie. You take it. And you take that photo and look. Who is the first person who's going to I mean, who is who are you going to look in that photo? You're going to look at yourself first. If you don't look good in that photo, that photo is not good. <laughs> everybody else might be good but if you are not good in that photo you'll say let's take another one let's take another one let's take <laughs> are you with me because you want to look good if you don't look good the picture is bad you know what the problem is the problem is not being selfish everybody's got a certain element of selfishness but you're being self-centered When you become self-centered it doesn't matter who you hurt it doesn't matter who you may cry what you do you want to get on top you want to win you want to destroy you want to why doesn't matter it is self-centered you want to you want to rise up but you no matter what 
Even if I have to chop down everybody, I want to rise. That is sin. That is dangerous. That is dangerous. That is dangerous. Open your mouth and say, that's dangerous. I don't want to be self-centered. I want my life to be centered on Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So we come to the third point. It says there, after 38 years, Jesus Christ showed up. After 38 years, Jesus Christ showed up. See, I've looked at certain scriptures. 18 years, a woman was bent over. 18 years. 13 years? 13 years. She was bent over for 13 years. But she would go to church every, every Sabbath. 13 years she was bent over. Every Sabbath she would go. She was consistent with her church life and prayer. 13 years she was bent over. I like that. Third point is this. Every problem has an expiry date. Every problem has an expiry date. Something that you're crying about, something that you are struggling with, something that you're faster and hasn't changed, something that you prayed and haven't seen the breakthrough, something your family is struggling with, something that is troubling you, something that is vexing your soul, something that is damaging your body, something that is, you know, every problem has an expiry date. Lift your hand and say, my problem has an expiry date. Oh Lord, let it be tonight in Jesus' name. Let it be tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. After 38 years, Jesus came. Amen. I like that. Genesis 18. You will find Abraham and Sarah in the tent. The three angels came to the tent. The Father, Son and the Holy Ghost, you could say. Came to the tent. Immediately Abraham is going out and taking the fatted gold and making sure Sarah is dressing it and cooking a meal for them and hosting them and loving them. And then the angel says, you will have a child in the time of life this season. Next year you will have. We know the story. And the 19th chapter says, they look towards Sodom and you will find when you study the 19th chapter, two of the angels went to Sodom. Because at Sodom, there was only two angels. But three had come to Abraham's tent. At Sodom, there were only two. So it has to be the father and the son. The father made sure there was judgment there because of the sin. The son made sure because of the intercession of Abraham, Lord and his family were delivered out of that before the fire fell. But the third angel, the Holy Ghost, stayed in the tent with Abraham and Sarah. And their youthfulness came back. They began, you know, because Sarah had said, I have passed my seasons. 
can I still find joy? So the third angel, the Holy Ghost, said, let me stay here in this tent. Where the Holy Ghost is, your youthfulness comes back. In the Jatri, hallelujah. Your youthfulness does not come, hallelujah, by Santur Sopa. Your youthfulness does not come, blessed be the name of Jesus Christ, by having some herbal tonic or pill. Your youthfulness comes because you fellowship with the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is there in your home. Let your youthfulness return. Let there be joy in your tent. Let there be laughter. Let Isaac be born in your tent. Amen. Blessed be the name of Jesus. See, every change of story is linked to an encounter. This man's story, his story changes. Encounter with Jesus. It's a year of supernatural encounters. Sarah, Abraham, past age. An encounter by the trees of Mamre. An encounter. The Holy Ghost bringing their youthfulness. ഇംഗ്ലീഷ് better english <laughs> nothing changes on its own some people just talk, i mean wish things would change pastor i just wish i'll wish you for christmas wishing doesn't change anything it takes an encounter as a matter of fact realize it takes an encounter for your life to be counted For things to change, you need an encounter. 17 years, David rejected. Brothers, dad, nobody likes him. Out there in the field, the prophet comes. Emotionally broken. See, there are battles that you face when the battles are from outside. You're outside. You can face it. but when there are battles within a family and when your own father and brothers are against you when your uncle is against you wow can you imagine his own brothers when david went before the battlefield in eliab the elder said you just naughty to come here Psalms 41 verse 9 It says there if it was my enemy that was discrediting me it was okay but it was somebody who fellowshiped with me who went to the house of the Lord together who was against me See the pain is even more tremendous Matthew 10 verse 36 Jesus said 
A man's enemies in the last days will be his own household. You don't believe that? Who killed Abel? His brother. Who sold Joseph? His brothers. Who gave Samson into the hands of the Philistines? His own people. But an oil is waiting, O oh David, for you. An encounter with oil is waiting for you, O oh David. In the Yatri Mabishai, the Tinduri Yana, me, Yanida, number new Varade, Hallelujah, Nindamel, Devon Pagarade. Are they were Midiku and somebody killed a Provaja Gamaranu? Davi the Varada Jamarai, Midikel and Oranu. Rutabal, Handala, Provada, Jamarastu, Nigatagam, in the Yatri. Oh, Yedinate Varagarzave. Oh, I need an encounter with your oil. And in the Yatri Abishagam Jeremy, I face the motions. I'm emotionally broken. My own family has done things against me. Lord, help me. I need to come out. I need wholeness. Heal me, Lord. Lord, Jesus, come on, open your mouth and ask Jesus to anoint you. This is your time. See, the prophet first thought that Eliab was the one. Eliab, the eldest. Because he's tall, he's got his chesters. I do not know how many inches, his biceps is, do not know how many inches. If he was the king, his first assignment would have been to have gyms all over the nation of Israel. Gyms, free gymming for everybody. In Israel. <laughs> God wanted houses of worship. So God made sure this guy didn't come up. <laughs> God wanted somebody who would take care of God's business. Not who was wanting to use God for their own business. If things in your family are not working, it is a sign. The oil is waiting for you. Things in your family will begin to work when you take responsibility and I said, I need my encounter with the anointing oil. I need to meet my prophet. I need to have my life changed, my destiny changed. Don't say, Lord, look at my family. None of them are saved. None, all of them are backsliding. All of them are gone astray. No, no, no. God is waiting for you to take responsibility and get under a prayer covering. Get under a prayer mantle. Get into the presence of God yourself. Encounter the anointing for yourself. And then things will begin to change. Jesse forgot David. But God didn't forget David. Open your mouth and say, even if everybody else forgets me, God won't forget me. I will never forget you, my people. I have carved you on the palm of my hand. I will never forget you. I will not leave you orphans. I will never forget my youth. I will never forget you, my people. I have carved you on the palm of my hand. I will never 
forget you I will not leave you often I will never forget my own There's a mother forget a baby or a woman the child within her womb yes even if she forgets yes even if she forgets I will never affect my own there's a Oh 
Samuel said, we won't sit down till he comes. These guys rejected him. So God wanted to make sure that how much God is valuing David, respecting David, honoring David. We're going to wait for him to come. Wow. Tonight God is putting back value he values you. He respects you. See, look at our Lord. Look at his love. See, you know, when Jesus spoke with that woman by the well, the Lord made sure the disciples had gone away. Because the Lord didn't want to tell it, you know, tell the disciples, this woman has five husbands and the sixth one is, the Lord just valued us so much, made sure the disciples have gone away and so the Lord can have a one-on-one encounter with this woman. Tonight I sense that kind of presence of Jesus on somebody who's had different relationships, broken. You're just troubled, broken, devastated because no relationship has worked for you. But tonight, Jesus, just like he sat by the by that well in near Samaria, he's waiting for you, his presence. He wants to encounter you and remove that kind of lostness from your heart. And once again, he wants to place value inside of you, make you realize there is a missionary calling in your life. 
that you can influence and touch an entire town an entire village for the glory of god he respects you he loves you he values you jesus values you oh you might not value yourself you know sometimes we place value on ourselves thinking i haven't achieved much in life that used to happen to me you know 49 years i i don't think i've achieved anything in life the lord said son i value you god doesn't value you after you become the king before he is going to anoint you as king he says you are valuable <laughs> not not because after you become the ceo of that company is not when god values you not because after you get that double phd or buy that new car or build that large home or you know travel in your own private jet or walk a globe across the nation it's not then that god values you god says when everybody thinks you are a nobody when you are out there in the field taking care of your father's sheep and the whole people around you have disrespected you and rejected you i value you and i'm going to send my prophet and i want them to have an encounter with me anointing oil and hear the prophetic word there's a king inside of you there is a king inside of you tonight there is something mighty inside of you jutalavanam shantrabanam encounter your destiny moment then encounter your destiny moment lift your hands i need an encounter with jesus i need an encounter with the holy spirit i need an encounter with you father thank you jesus amen praise the lord hallelujah blessed be the name of jesus amen god wants you he wants wholeness every area of your life even finances even finances you made whole shallow that's the word nothing broken nothing missing you know you in acts 3 there was a man who was laid by the temple gate you know why because he knew everybody who was going to the temple is rich he won silver and gold <laughs> he didn't go and lie before a big business institution or before a big company or nothing like that not in front of a you know factory he just knew these people are loaded they have silver and gold if i want silver and gold i better go by the temple gate and lay there jesus he was even buried in a rich man's grave are you with me love of money is the root of all evil but lack of money is the root of every disrespect and humiliation <laughs> poor god is god says i've and i'm been anointed to preach good tidings to the poor poor passing over opportunities repeatedly poor passing over p passing over opportunities repeatedly can you imagine 
That's what it means. And the Lord wants you to be blessed in every area of your life. Wholeness. David, you're called to be the king. You're supposed to be wealthy. You're supposed to rule. You're supposed to have so much of resources that you can build or you can give for the building of God's temple. Andy boy, the man of God. I went there. Four kilometers, friend, four kilometers to the side, the new sanctuary. When I went, it was one and a half kilometers. <laughs> friend, one and a half kilometers this side, one and a half kilometers that side. He's built a new place that was too small. Four kilometers forward, four kilometers this side, four kilometers that side. The roof alone of that church or that place is $25 billion. $25 billion. Can you imagine that? Just the roof. Forget the chairs and the fans and the TV and the sound systems and the flooring. Just the floor, roof, $25 billion. So during one prayer, the boy said, the roof alone is $25 billion. And one man, one man got up and said, Pastor, $25 billion for the roof. One man. He's not one man. He's men in one man. <laughs> Because this is the season to make an impact for the kingdom. Amen. Pastor, there is a vision in your heart. Yes, let it be implemented. Oh boy, I am praying that God will raise up some multi-billionaires. Hallelujah. God will move hearts to give for the kingdom of God. I've got the vision. You got the provision. Let's make it work for the glory of God. Amen. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. God wants you to prosper and you can do that without cutting corners. Abraham was very rich. Ruth, Naomi actually went to Moab. Her husband Elimelech went to Moab because Bethlehem there was no bread. Can you imagine that? Many people think okay, prosperity will make people to backslide. Here is poverty making somebody backslide. Okay, I don't know why we went in there. But you're valued even before you become the billionaire by the Lord. Amen. I close with this. This man said, I have no man. And that's the last point. What causes your destiny to be fulfilled and your life to be changed is when you meet the right person. What causes your destiny to be fulfilled and life to change is when you meet the right person. The right person. The right person. Your life will always, your life success will always be a reflection of the quality of the men around you. The Lord said in Luke 6.38 
give and a good message shall be given back to you shall luke 6:38 says shall men give it back to you give to god and how does god give it back god is going to give it back by sending men so when you give to god god says i'm releasing men destiny helpers we've gone through those topics before i'm going to release people to be around you who will speak into your life who will help you who will give a word over your life the bible uses the word you know jacob saw the face of god on esau after he encountered the lord by jobok he saw the face of god can you imagine that after his encounter with god he saw okay this is not my enemy i thought he was my enemy so my enemy i saw the face of god lift your hand tonight and say lord open my eyes to see the ones that you placed in my life amen blessed be the name of jesus blessed be the name of jesus close our eyes in prayer tonight let's pray together lift your hands to jesus and say lord help me to see the ones that you've kept in my life help me to see lord the ones you have kept in my life help me to see lord the ones you have kept in my life help me to see lord the ones you have kept in my life blessed be the name of jesus by raidalam sharaduri katakam samprakashadastanam samridhi nikatakam jimraval pramohane digavavishastadi katakam to lord to correct connect you jiba baba rai that's very important god connecting you ruba kalprakavishastadi katakam jiban i remember the lord connecting me with my spiritual father god connecting me raka prakashasturi katakam ribaba that's from where the overflow began to happen that's where from the where everything else began to happen ribaba i i realized i had a call i knew i was called i knew uh, you know there were gifts and talents but <clears throat> without that rekil praganam shasturi katakam raidal pramanam sheduri katakam Ah, you cannot do it independent. In, you cannot do it independent. Jo Paul Baba, God has to connect you, connect you, connect you. Ah, that needs humility. That needs to do Baba deep realization. Oh, hallelujah! Just me being wonderful and good looking will not manifest the kingdom of God through me or make me walk into the holiness of God. I need, I need to be connected. I need to be connected not only with Jesus but with His body. I need to be connected with the one whom God has placed above me. Ah, re. balam shastari gadagam ribababa hastal pramanam raishastari gadagam thank you lord give your children your wisdom in jesus name